0: Hello, and welcome back to The Catch. My name is Michael Adams. I'm joined by my co-host, John Nurhimi. John, how are you today? We're here for episode number two of the day. Back to back. Back back to back. Um, This will be coming out here in about a week from today, I believe, Um, Mm -hmm. which also correlates to about nine days before you return to the good old seminary
1: el seminario yeah get to finally move in it's like being a freshman in college all over again You're kind of like moving in it's like hey please be friends with me I don't know sitting with people at people people. lunch tables again being like yeah well Hi, not anymore my name's john i'm from oh yeah yeah they're just like here's a you know plate of food go back to your room is that <laughs> like, is that what it's going to look like you think i think so they have like designated dining areas but it's like kind of staggered times like who can eat when and all wow. this stuff so it's gonna be very weird are you able to like have
0: community or is it going to be more like isolated? Like, are you able to go outside of the seminary and come I back? I honestly or is it have no idea.
1: Oh, have been told us yet. Yeah, I know. I was like, I already did that for like a year. I don't want to do that again. <laughs> you don't then, need two years of it. Just <laughs> like, come on. But yeah, so it'll be a very unique start to the seminary. So Yeah, a start that no one else can say they've had. So Exactly. I'm unique in that way.
0: Unique, yeah. But Which is like the guys got ordained. Yeah, exactly. But with John going back to seminary, um, that does mean his schedule will be a little bit more tied up than usual. So the podcast will continue, as always, uh, but the structure may change a little bit. Um, So we wanted to give you guys a heads up before that happens, um, because once John's back in seminary, the schedule of how and when he appears on this with me is going to be changing. I was going to let John kind of explain the uh, formula that we
1: made a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so you won't be able to hear the silky smooth voice quite as often. Um, still good to hear yeah, it, though. Yeah, still good to hear it. It'll just be a little surprise, like you know, a little golden nugget that you find in the riverbed. But uh, yeah, so we came up with a nice little plan, courtesy of Mike's strategic planning abilities. College education paid off. That's he the only thing and I me. talked about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he and I talked about a um, a way of doing this where I'll yeah, we record, we record two at a time. Um, so you'll hear me like twice a month, probably going forward. And then, uh, Michael's found some pretty sweet people to, uh, to talk to one-on-one, get some new voices on here and, uh, have some more interesting dynamic conversations that it's not just me ranting about things for 30 minutes. <laughs> um, but yeah, you'll hear David McCormick's voice hopefully again sometime soon. I know he's going to be on here for the hope one, which would be awesome. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there'll be some, some future guests. So look forward to that. Yeah.
0: So although John won't be with us quite as often, he'll still be on here twice a month, at least Um, there might be times where that variates too. Um, But it's probably going to end up being where him and I podcast together about every other week. That's how it'll be posted. Um, And outside of that, uh, there's some people I have in mind um, that I'll be also podcasting with every once in a while to switch it up. And then I'll be doing some interviews with, various people from other catholic organizations or other catholic leaders that i have found personally inspirational um or just good catholic friends so that's the change that's coming your way didn't want you to be shocked when you didn't hear john's voice one of these uh, upcoming weeks so i wanted to give all the listeners a little bit of a heads up but i think the structure will work out i think it'll be good i think it'll you know give us some diversity free up your time in seminary allow you to focus on being a good seminarian boy
1: Yes, yeah, be very holy and pious. But if anyone wants to send, any, you, know, you know, parting gifts or, you know, gifts and Thanksgiving to that, that, you know, I'll, I can send my address and you can just send those, those checks my way. That'd be great. Don't do it. <laughs> don't, don't do it.
0: He's know, fine. From... <laughs> they're, they're treating them very well in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, we do get treated very well here. Just kidding. If you do want to send John a gift, I do recommend it. Yes. I'm He's a lover of ice cream. That's really all he should say. Yeah, right. <laughs> You can send lactate pills around along with it too. That'd yes. Great. Don't send one or the other. He has to have the lactate pills. <laughs> uh,
1: yep. So looking forward to this, uh, this new phase moving into the, moving into the fall it should be exciting. Yeah, it'll be good.
0: But you know, with lactate, you know, that's how John protects himself from the effects <laughs> of dairy on him. Uh, likewise, today we're gonna be talking about the armor of God and the protection oh, that it gives us. Uh, sorry, I couldn't resist. what
1: anyways yes okay let's talk about the armor of god
0: well this past week um i was preparing for a conference uh which i semi attended virtually because i had mixed feelings about a couple of the first talks but that's okay uh with it though there are some readings that we were supposed to do for formation um leading up to the days of the conference and uh the readings were all based out of the book called the soul of the apostolate um, and with this, one of the very first readings, actually the very first day I started preparing, it talked about the idea of the armor of God. Uh, and this idea, honestly, I've never liked. Like I remember growing up, being like, I thought I would love this. Like I love army movies, I love mm. battles, I love that whole like the idea of like just fighting and like the mailiness of that within the faith. And I was like, I should love this. But I've never really felt like a calling to really dive into what they mean um, until this week, and when they were explained to me. From a very wise human being that I am not. And I was like, oh wait, these things are beautiful. So just want to dive into each of them. There's there's six different pieces of armor. Um, so dive into each one of them and see what they mean, what they mean for us as Catholics. So
1: Yeah, no, that's good. I think Yeah, when you told me like about this, I was kind of like, oh, armor of God. I don't know anything about that other than I've heard it in a reading. But I think, yeah, when I was growing up, I probably didn't like it that much either. I kind of was like, more from a kind of selfish point of view, was like, I don't need God's armor. What the heck's that about? Like, I can, I can do this. It, you know, keep your helmet to yourself. Like, maybe give me like a gauntlet, maybe, or like a sword. That's cool. Or a shield. Yeah, like, but like the other cool than stuff. that, like, I'm, I'm good. Like, I'm a pretty good fighter it. on my own. Yeah. Yeah. Like, please leave me alone. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see where this goes because, Probably going to be somewhat convicting. <laughs> that's good. Just that's great. what we want. That's that's yep. the
0: goal. Um, yeah, going like first off and foremost, like what is even the armor of God for? Because this has kind of distracted me too. Like, oh, what's the armor of God for? Like, is it just like God's protection? Like, mm-hmm. what does that even mean, really? Like in a very general aspect, that could mean many things. But you look at like where it's actually cited from of Ephesians six um, it says, "Put on the full armor of God, so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes." um schemes that's a great word he's a schemer um when you go through the descriptions of each of this like it doesn't really go into like very in-depth descriptions actually in the bible but a lot of people have wrote about this each one of the pieces of armor protect you from a different scheme of the devil and like each one serves a different purpose um which has been very fruitful to me because in my mind it's like i'm just putting on a suit of armor and like it protects me from everything which Mm -hmm. is true but it's thinking like what is the purpose of each individual piece of armor? Like, like why do we wear a helmet or why do we wear a breastplate? Like why do we actually do this? Um, Mm. And so now that I'm actually looking at like, Oh, this is the purpose of being like breastplated with XYZ thing is because it protects you from this specific like scheme this specific attack. Um, So honestly start with the very first piece of armor. um, And that is that you are girded with truth um or as in the book the soul of the apostle it says girded with the purity of intentions um which i thought was very interesting because i was like that doesn't really make sense to me mm. like how do truth and purity of intentions line up like those seem like two different pieces of armor in my head mm. but i got to think about it, i was like okay well the opposite of truth is lying um lies are typically out of like some sort of pride of like putting on a facade, like creating a false image of yourself or to get yourself out of trouble or to get yourself to be able to do something that you weren't allowed to do. Yeah. Um, and it's this whole idea of like seeking self-satisfaction and pleasure. And once I saw that, I was like, oh, that's purity of intentions. Mm-hmm. Purity of intentions is truth. Like that, that is the definition of truth. Like what you say is what you mean. What you do is what you like mean to do. You're not doing this for any reason other than the truth.
1: Yeah, like truth is used to, or even like when we speak, um, like to speak with purity of intention, like truthfulness needs to be there such that we communicate, you know, what is reality, like the way things are, um, which is hard to do a lot of the times because sometimes we don't, don't understand what is going on, um, even within ourselves and with other people. So it's kind of hard to, to come at it. And there was a, a quote that I heard this year that helped me in a certain way. It's like, it's the, it's the goal. And it's the ideal to, to do that. And I think we can really make a lot of progress in you know truthfulness and, and speaking with purity of intention and kind of living out of that. But like no one is always doing things like in this flawless way where like they kind of encounter people or do things for always like the purest motives. Um, I think the primary motive can be very pure and very good, but there always might be that kind of like, you yeah, know, but I kind of want like the a little add on bonus mm-hmm. for myself um, to make myself feel good or you know whatever. So um, I guess my point is to say like, while we strive for that and kind of put that armor on, don't expect it to just suddenly lead to like, I do everything like with the purest. Like, I never, I'm so unselfish and like everything's always perfect, pristine. It's like, it's going to be kind of, there's a gray area there. Um, it's a little hazy, but yeah, um, it's that primary intention. Like, why am I really, what am I doing this first and foremost for? Like, don't think that the subliminal thing is like, that's really why I did it. It's like, well, no. And it, make sure we keep that in mind with all of these pieces of armor. It's like, if mm-hmm. you go into war,
0: yeah, the armor protects you, but you still might get a cut. You, you know, you still might roll your ankle. You still might mm. break a bone. Like it protects yeah. you, but it, you you still might undergo some sort of pain. Um, yeah. I think the, being girded with the truth and girded with purity of intentions either way we want to go with it although that we can get confused with that i think specifically with the schemes of the devil if we're looking at it from that point of view is mm. the devil like tries to feed us lies and tries yes. to feed us misinformation to get us yeah. to stumble and get us to step in the wrong place um and one of the really great things that it says here is um it girds him with the purity of intention, which concentrates all of his thoughts, desires and affections upon God and keeps him from going astray. Um, and so it's really, you know, we're gird with the truth of like, oh yeah, like we are truthful. We have pure intentions for others. But even more so, it keeps us focused on God being the truth mm-hmm. and not looking for other pieces and not looking for other satisfactions outside of him or outside of things that are of him. So that's kind you know. of how I think it gets tied together with that initial quote from Ephesians.
1: Yeah, no, that's really good. And yeah, that just reminds me what we talked about last week of, you know, you know, making sure that God is kind of the, the primary focus of our lives. Um, yeah, like truthfulness will, will make that abundantly clear. Like if mm-hmm. we live out of truth, like we know the real truth with capital T that, you know, Christ is King, um, and that God is our creator. So that that informs everything in our life and, we won't step outside of that. If we really know and believe that that's what's going on. If we really put that on to use that image, that's good. Yep. And so now the
0: next piece of armor is the breastplate of justice, or as the book describes it, the breastplate of charity. Uh, Heyo. Heyo. That's That's good stuff, right? That's good stuff. (laughs) Um, But this one, what it says is it defends him against the seductions of the creatures and of the spirit of the world. Um, as well as against the assaults of the demon. So again, this idea of just how do we, how do we merge charity and how do we merge that with justice?
1: Hmm. Yeah, wait, can you read that first part again?
0: Yes. Um, I believe I started with, it defends him against the seductions of creatures and of the spirit of the world, as well as against the
1: assaults of the demon. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I mean, like if we think about, um, you know, building off of the last piece of armor to this one, uh, if the, the spirit of the world is going to seduce us, it's coming after our heart, right? The, the breastplate is guarding our heart. And if it's coming after our heart to to pull us away, um, these things are, are, are pulling us away from, from God, like the ultimate, the ultimate good, the one who's deserving of all of our love. Um, and that's true charity, like knowing who, and justice, right. That, God is God; therefore, He deserves my, my heart because He is the one who created it. Um, not these other things that are kind of, you know, scheming around, looking to to pull us in every other direction away from Him. So, I think that's yeah, it's a great. It's it's a matter of, of guarding our heart, what we let in, and even what we let out. Like it's a it's a both end. It's coming in and out of our heart. So it's an important piece of armor. Yeah, it's vital because like the breastplate, I mean, it protects
0: your vitals, protects the vital yeah, organs. Right. You know? Yeah without it, your vital organs are exposed and death is much more imminent. And, but with this protects you from all of like those most dangerous blows and those, you know, the the blows that could actually take out, take it out of you and create death within your heart. Mm -hmm. Um, And even like what you said with like going, be careful with what you give of your heart and like what goes in and what goes out. I think of uh, something that was like introduced to me only about two or three years ago. uh, And we always talk about like chastity just in general, but like, not chastity in like the physical aspect, but like emotional. emotional chastity, which I know is annoying for a lot of people. It's just also annoying for me. But I don't know. I think there's also some level of that of just understanding like what we say, what it means, and what, what we're sharing and who we're sharing it with.
1: Yeah, and I think it's – I look at it in the sense of Christ says, I am the gate. And if he is the gate and he's also the king, then – he ought to control what goes in and what goes out. Um, and that's not like a, oh, I can't do anything I want to do. Like God's like, you know, whatever ruining my life. Uh, no, he is asking you to run it by him. Um, which is something that we should really, I think I know I've been moved towards a lot more recently is like when something is coming up on my heart, like do I share it with other people or do I just kind of internalize it and kind of like, I'll just figure it out myself and then I'll judge for myself whether I should say that it's like, there are certain things that, yeah, that's probably um, prudent and good to do. But I think a lot of things um, you should have someone in your life who you, who you share with, whether that's a, a close friend, a family member, a parent, you know, whatever uh, spiritual director, but, and then also in prayer, right? You should always go to Christ with these things. First and foremost, he wants everything, not just like, Oh, this thing can kind of go out like the side door of the castle of my heart and kind of sneak out or like on the breastplate. There's that kind of like on the armpits. opening on the sides. Yeah. So I just kind of sneak out the side there. It's like, <laughs> no, 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 don't go through the armpit. That's the gross part. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's a weird analogy, but the point is like it should go through Christ and he is yeah. that armor there. That's kind of, he's protecting it for a good reason. He's not doing it to, to ruin your life. He's there to protect you and to keep you safe. Yeah. Couldn't have said it
0: better myself. Um, moving on though, to item number three, armor number three, um, This one, I think, is honestly maybe one of the most interesting ones in my head. Um, But it says, Feet shod with preparation of the gospel of peace, Um, which was very interesting to me. I honestly, the first time I read this, I didn't even realize that it even said that. I thought that was blended in with another one. And I read Mm -hmm. it again this morning. And I was like, wait a second, that's that's like its own thing. Like the feet being shod with preparation of the gospel of peace is its own thing. I think it's so beautiful that they put the gospel of peace with the feet because Mm. you always hear the entire thing especially in like discernment it's like i don't know how to choose which direction to go like how do i know if god's calling me to one thing or the other and the thing that everyone always says is follow the peace you know Mm -hmm. follow the peace and you'll find god like if you follow the peace you'll find god's will
1: yeah this is (laughs) is real nice i like this but the (laughs) (laughs) sorry the um this image i'm just getting like we're talking about armor, and uh, you don't know wear armor when there's nothing to be like afraid of, right? So mm-hmm. when you think of peace, I think a lot of times it becomes an easy cop out. I know I did this all the time until like you know, three days ago. Um, I was kind of like, "What um, is that?" We think peace means no suffering. Like, follow the peace. Follow where there's no suffering. Follow everything's just this beautiful meadow where everything's going to be awesome and calm. It's like actually <laughs> wrong. Um, I, I think of when, like with feet, like what do feet do? They, they walk, they move us. And the way that we are walking is the way of the cross. We walk the way of the cross. Um, the reading just from yesterday, which was uh, St. James, the apostles feast day was from uh, St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians. And he talks about like carrying the death of Christ, the, the death of Jesus with us always for like, so that we, you know, might manifest the life of Christ. But like, I was really moved by this cause it's, if you're walking, right. And that's the way of peace. Like the way of the cross is the way to, to peace Mm
0: -hmm. is the
1: way to, to God, but it does not alleviate any sort of suffering or to think that we can just kind of walk barefoot. Like we need to have the gospel and to understand that that the gospel message involves suffering and to Mm -hmm. live the gospel out means that we are going to suffer. But to have peace means to know that God is with me and he will not abandon me in that. And to like really come to know that and to bring it into our hearts so, I, yeah, I just, I would emphasize it. Don't mistake peace with a lack of suffering because it's just not the way the Christian life works. And you can get really jaded really quickly Yeah, when we think that way. Peace and happiness are not equivalent. Um, yeah, right, general. exactly. Yeah, um, but honestly, another really interesting point
0: that came from this is, again, we were talking about, you know, so that you can stand against the devil's scheme. So it's like, what is the devil's scheme in this one? Um, and what the book said was, um satan and the world will try to deceive his intellect and that mm-hmm. was that was what the gospel of peace is protecting you from and i was like you know again how do we make these two meet in the middle um and for me i pride myself on like intellectual knowledge i i enjoy reading i enjoy like learning little small historical mm-hmm. facts um but sometimes if i learn something intellectually or if somebody tells me something oh this is fact Mm -hmm. and this is something that happened in the world like that's often something that can cause me to lose peace it's like well everyone tells me like this is good and like that is it makes sense in my intellect it makes sense in my mind or like the big bang theory like how can this make sense like as an engineer like it's like how do i find the balance between science and faith and everyone's always like oh science and faith don't work together (laughs) they do actually do some please do some actual research on that um sorry i get really fiery about that one (laughs) it's really annoys me if people say they don't meet up they do um but again it's like the intellect can be one of those things that causes us to lose our peace um and these these feet keep your it keeps your stance firm like you think of like it's like uh when you were like a kid it's like oh if you're gonna push someone over if somebody tried to push you over and your feet are really close together, you can mm-hmm. fall over really easily. But if your feet yeah. are really wide and you have a wide base and it's a strong, firm base, it's much harder for them to push you. It's much harder for them to move you. And it's yeah. that idea of just your feet being shot of the preparation of the gospel of peace. That's what keeps your feet firmly planted in the ground. That is God. Mm-hmm. It allows you to stand and allows you not to fall. Just yeah. my own musings through that from the no, past. Yeah, that's, Three I like days. that a lot.
1: That's really good. Yeah, I don't have much else to say on that. That's- no, neither do I. That's why we're moving on to number four, which is the, cuatro. Ooh,
0: a little Spanish, yeah. um, which is the shield of faith, um, which described by the book uh, keeps ever before our eyes, the splendor of the divine ideal, which is in all things, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you may be able to extinguish all of the fiery darts of which the most wicked one sends at you. Did you say darts? darts yeah like arrows extinguish all okay. the fiery darts of the wicked one okay yeah which is kind of cool yeah. like i think of like the movie 300 right now okay oh, <laughs> have you ever seen that yeah
1: and like yeah i'm persian of course i've seen it oh yeah
0: you are the Persian. you're you're the bad guy
1: I'm the bad guy we don't wear per- golden underwear if in case anyone was ever wondering about that that's not true well the persians
0: anyways your people elephants. your people do like a zillion arrows at these guys Yeah. Oh and the 300 have their shields and they just like put them above their head and they're like psych mm-hmm. you thought
1: we <laughs> have a really sore topic right now i'm gonna leave <laughs> no that's Never true been i being defeated that's that's like the um like a lot of movies where there's kind of like a the you know huge like charges coming from one side to the other and then the the infantry or whatever like, they've got their huge seal like shields to to kind of block this massive like onslaught that's that's coming towards them um like this is this is the gift of faith that we receive. Like God has, has gifted this to us in baptism along with hope and charity that we can, you know, have recourse to. Um, But I this is, I'm like trying to piece this together as I say it, but like faith isn't something you just kind of like, I don't know, you get it once and it's like, well, your faith is like perfect for the rest of your life. Like it has to be nurtured because it is a virtue still. And like, it does require like effort and work on our part to, um, to grow and like grace isn't magic. It doesn't just kind of like God sprinkles his little like magic dust upon us and we are good to go. Like we need to work on ourselves. I guess this shield, like how do you build the shield up and like reinforce it with um, so that it fits in your arm well and like it's strong and sturdy. Like I think it's like with a sword or some kind of club, like bashing into it, like there's gonna be dents there when the onslaught does come. And you gotta, yeah. you know, refurbish the shield, like fix it up, like take it back to the Smith, i.e., like God and the Holy Spirit to kind of mm-hmm. re-strengthen your faith or other people too to help you do that. I I was yeah. just
0: about to go into that with, you know, you think of like the onslaughts like you're talking about, like it's like the initial blow. The shield is usually the thing that takes that initial blow. Like mm-hmm. when somebody swings mm. a sword at somebody, it's not like there's like, yeah, hit me right in the chest. Come on, hit me. <laughs> right here. Like it's never like, yeah, maybe the breastplate would protect you, but it's never like where they initially want to get hit. It's like Mm. the first thing that they're going to put up to defend themselves is their shield. Like that's the initial protection that Mm. they put up. And then after they get the shield, then they can fight back. But again, like you say, the shield takes blows. It might get cracked. It might get dented. It's definitely going to get dirty. And the importance of after the battle is over, going back to, you know, the Smith almost, which is like you said, God, the Holy spirit, um, and allowing those, like allowing your shield to be refurbished, allowing it to be strengthened. Um, and I think of this idea, and this isn't really applicable because this is a science thing with like bone structure, but I'm going to say it anyways, because it, it, I know shields are made out of metal, but um, like when you break a bone,
1: mm-hmm.
0: when it heals, it heals back and it actually heals back bigger than it was before. And it reinforces the bone so it doesn't break in the same place again. Right. Oh, it's so like, that... that's why if you get like an x-ray on a broken bone, you can always tell where someone's had a broken bone because it's extra dense. Um, oh. And I, I think of like the same thing with like a shield. Almost like if God is like the shield smith and He is the one who heals it. And as you say, okay, well, in this area there was a weakness and it was able to crack here. So I'm going to build this extra. Str- I'm going to build this one area extra. I'm going to put extra steel there. I'm going to make it extra strong so that next mm. time when he receives that same blow, it doesn't crack. It doesn't break.
1: Yeah, and it also like dictates then that we need to then know like that's where it was you know broken last time. I'm not going to like go purposely like. You know, like, like our own tendencies like, oh i can do that again like i'll just do the same thing over and over again it's like well no maybe like try a different method here like yeah different approach you know grow yeah <clears throat> like i, I was that. in
0: uh was in confession yesterday actually <laughs> ironically <laughs> um and the priest is like you know why you put yourself in the situation you know why why did you put yourself in the same situation Mm. I don't know. He's like, I think you just like to torture yourself <laughs> like, <"What?"> oh. <laughs> And he goes, well, why would you put yourself in the same situation where you know, there's a weakness, you know If you know there's a weakness put put yourself in somewhere else and It's the same thing, if, Like, you know, there's a weakness in the shield. Yeah Don't go over to the people and go. Like, Alright, I'm gonna hit let you hit the same part Like hit the mm-hmm. same part of my shield. It'll probably work this time Like yeah, I want to test if it's fully like protected if I'm like fully over that wound mm-hmm. so, No do a different approach. Let them strike apart. Yeah. Let, the it, plate let, that it, hasn't let it take, stripped.
1: let it heal. Let it like solidify yeah. there before you go back and do it again. Exactly. Um, and I'm thinking of like the, um, as we were talking about with other people, like how do we, how does our faith help others? If we like have that shield. I'm just thinking of like, have you seen Wonder Woman? yes i have beautiful okay movie. dude okay so when she like comes out on the oh uh, no man's land yep and she whips her shield out and it's just freaking taken that like mg fire mm-hmm. the machine gun and it's just like oh my gosh so awesome anyway but like she the chris pines character goes she's taking all the fire and they'll get up and run out and like she takes it like for them so they can come out and like move forward as well yep so like, our faith can be that witness to people to be like hey like this person is doing something, and I can go like I can move forward like now. I don't have to stay back here. I can move forward yeah. with them to this this greater place um, yeah. to freedom and to grow. I don't know, whatever, but like the point is like our faith can help people be witnesses yeah. in that way. If they're if they're doing this and they're
0: surviving, like I can follow in their footsteps and like I can I can run into battle with them. Then yeah, um, mm-hmm. it's like a challenge and also like an invitation to grow deeper for them as well. Yeah. Um, but you know, leading on to the next one, number cinco. Number cinco. Number cinco. Numero cinco. Numero five. Um, Numero five. Yes, is the helmet of salvation, which honestly might be that's definitely it's not my favorite one, but it's one of my favorites. Like one of my top two or three out of this list, Um, because I think there's just so many beautiful parallels between like what a helmet is and also what the helmet of salvation means. Mm. Um, So the brazen helmet, which you're gifted, the helmet of salvation protects you against all of the blows or protects all of the blows of pride, you know? So it protects you from the blows of pride. And it, it's yeah. so ironic that it's on your head. It's like pride is such like a in your head thing of like, you know, Oh, you're big headed.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been told that a couple times. That. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: More than a couple, unfortunately. Yeah. The, uh, the helmet thing. I mean, I, as someone who's, who's studying for, for the priesthood, one of the, um, one of the prayers the priest says as they prepare for mass, as they put the vestments on, um, there's this vestment called the amice, which some priests don't wear. Um, depends where you are, but it's this kind of uh, like cloth that goes around your neck. Um, mm-hmm. And it kind of t- goes over the, um, or goes underneath your alb and the alb goes over that. But, and a very practical reason, it's just there to uh, kind of soak up sweat <laughs> so you don't stain your um, alb but in a more uh, spiritual reason, the prayer that you pray is Lord set the helmet of salvation on my head to fend off all of the assaults of the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is just like super cool. Like as the, it's like a priest is preparing to to say mass and celebrate those mysteries. So you kind of, you know, step into Christ, the head's place at the altar that he has to clothe himself in this helmet of salvation, which is the action that's going to take place. Like, yeah. you know, here we go. Like we're, we're, we're going to do this now. Um, mm-hmm. And to stay off any assault so i don't know just kind of a cool little thing
0: yeah and i even think kind of you're saying like staying on like that line and staying on that like path with the helmet of salvation like when you think of like putting the helmet on like the helmet that like warriors had on thousands of years ago i mean they weren't like you had like the great peripheral vision like i imagine like your line of vision was pretty narrowed and you kind mm-hmm. of could only see one direction That mm-hmm. like, you could only really see what's in right in front of you that's why I think it's so beautiful that he uses like the helmet of salvation and like the word salvation in general, because it's almost like you do have these blinders on this helmet protects you from seeing the peripheral and seeing all these distractions. And it keeps you in line, Mm. viewing the ultimate goal of salvation, viewing the creator of salvation of Jesus Christ. And it keeps you able to walk in the path with that. Um, and doesn't allow you to see those other distractions that are often from our own pride of like, oh, I need to go do that real quick for my own pride, and then I'll come back and go on the line of salvation. Um, you know, at least mo- most of my actions that I do that are not in line with God are almost 98% of the time based out of pride. Hmm. Um and it's this beautiful like, this helmet of salvation just keeps you focused on Christ and focused on that mission of ultimate salvation, um and just like the savior himself
1: yep that is straight up awesome I have nothing to say that was that was beautiful Yeah.
0: <laughs> when I get you speechless that's how I, uh, that's how I know I'm doing at least uh, somewhat okay <laughs> um, but you know yeah, I really have nothing else to say there too so we're going to end with the last piece of armor which actually isn't a piece of armor it's the weapon um, oh yeah we and it is the sword of the spirit which is such a cool freaking line um, I'm just like picturing this
1: flaming sword <laughs>
0: No, me too. But I'm going to ask you first, do you know what the sword of the spirit is in our life?
1: Um, the sword of the spirit? I
0: did not know what it was. No. It is, <laughs> the word, it is the word of God. Ooh. Exactly. That was my exact reaction. I went, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Um, and this dumb. is like what allows you to fight back. And this is, I've been told this so many times by priests of like, you know, I just I'm so nervous in conversations with people who don't believe. Like, I'm so nervous I'm going to say something wrong, or like, they're they're never going to believe in X, Y, Z. Like, I'm I'm nervous I'm going to be exposed. Like, why are you nervous? I'm like, because I don't want to be exposed. Like, you're the only one fighting with the truth. Like, you mm. know the truth. The truth is in your heart, and that's what you use as your weapon. Like, you have nothing to fear. And it's the same thing. Like, it makes so much sense, sense that the sword is the word of God because the word of God is the
1: truth. It is the gospel. Like that is our weapon against today's world. It's Christ. Yeah. Like he says that, like I came to bring the sword. Yep. You know? Um, Oh my gosh, this is so cool. Anyways, the um, stop geeking out for a second, but like the, (laughs) uh, yeah, like the, the sword needs to be like sharpened Mm -hmm. um, and held with both hands. Like you can't have, I guess you have the shield of faith and you've got that, which is great. But I'm thinking yeah. of like a broad sword kind of like okay, if you have that thing yeah. it's like two-handed huge sword like both hands kind of you know both hands on the wheel like one of them can't be you know finagling over doing something else while the other one's kind of trying to fight like you need both hands to to make the blow count. Um, but yeah like taking care of it uh, diligently like okay like is the sword sharp? Yeah, you know uh, how do we sharp, how do we sharpen the sword by like reading scripture? Mm-hmm. And being familiar with it, whether that's in Lexia, or like praying with it, or just straight up reading through it. So, you know, like actually, okay, what happens in the gospels? What happens in the old Testament? Um, yeah. Then when like it comes up, like you're ready to go, it's not like this dull mm-hmm. thing that can't even cut butter, you know?
0: So again, how do we take care of the sword? And this leads me to like my very final point about this sword. Um, you know, how do we receive the sword? And then lastly, how do we protect the sword? And like, if it is dull, how do we sharpen it? And yeah. I'm not even gonna try and put it in my own words because it's so beautifully uh, put in this book. Um, so it says, "Enkindled by the meditation on the gospel and fortified by the bread of the Eucharist, will become a sword that will serve him in both combat against the enemies of his own soul and in conquest of a host of souls for Christ." Yep. I, <laughs> I wasn't gonna try and put it in my own words. Um, Golly! But the two things: meditation on the gospel. Yeah and bread of the eucharist Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, those are those satiating beings it's like help us continue to go and they they satiate our thirst they feed our hunger and allow us to fight and allow us to go into battle being Mm -hmm. fortified having the energy to actually go into battle and fight rather than just being tired lazy and distracted yeah, you even like lift the sword to exactly. To even, like you, like, it utilize. takes strength. Like you mm. have to be able to lift a sword. Like if it's a twenty pound sword, you first have to be able to lift 20, 20 pounds before you can got, even think about lifting a got a lot of sword. work to do then. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's those are the six pieces of armor. And just last point I want to make about them with armor in general, like I imagine putting on a full bottle body of armor right now, like physically putting on, not just like oh, imagining the armor of God. Like we can legit think of like putting real armor on every single morning when we wake up, like before we go out to our day. Um, mm-hmm. That's like one of the things I want to challenge people to do. So I'm trying to challenge myself, like actively putting on these pieces of armor each and every morning before I start my day. Yeah. Um, but when you think of armor, two things come to my mind other than protection is heavy and hot and uncomfortable. Um, honestly, those are the things that come to my mind no, when I think good. of armor. Um, and oftentimes like we think the armor is too bulky or unnecessary. Or maybe I don't need it this time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really hot. I can't breathe in it very well. I, I can't move as well. And I can't yeah, it's run. A, it's restrictive. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's restrictive. I can't do all the things I want to do. It's it's not allowing me to be as free as I want to be, um, which is go for it.
1: <laughs> Sorry. I, there's the quote that just came to my mind. Um, and when I say came to my mind, I mean, I saw it on my tab that I'd had and I remember that I wanted to use it. Um, but this a really nicely. This is um, Paul in, uh, Romans 13, uh, verse 12. Yeah. Uh, Let us throw then off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us conduct ourselves properly as in the day. Then you can list a bunch of stuff. Uh, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the de- desires of the flesh. I'm saying you're talking about like this whole like, you know, it's hot, it's heavy, it's difficult, all this stuff. It's restrictive. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, but it's, it is freeing us to do the work that we're like made to do. It's freeing us to fight well, to do these things well, and to like really like live it well. It's not, if we look at like, oh, it's not letting me do like what I wanna do when I wanna do like the desires of the flesh, these things of this world, like, then yeah, of course it's gonna be restrictive and kind of um, embittering to us. But when it's seen for freedom, which it is leading Mm -hmm. us to that, then it's this like, no, this is a great thing, a great burden to carry. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It gives you the freedom to
0: rush into battle because you would Mm -hmm. never rush into battle without it. Um, No. That's like the last thing, like, um, sometimes you don't want it and you don't want to put it on and it's annoying and it's frustrating, but Mm. you never want to be caught without it. Yeah. So it's the whole idea of like, don't put your guard down. Like the moment you put your guard down is when you get attacked. Uh, Yeah. Just that again, persevere and keep putting the armor on and keep fighting to put it on and take the uncomfortability, allow it to be uncomfortable, allow it to be hot and heavy and just rush into battle. I guess that's all you to say on
1: it. There's, I think it's, I think it's in, uh, first Peter, Uh, we pray it during night prayer, but, uh, it says stay sober and alert. The devil, your opponent is prowling like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. So like we need to be sober. We need to be alert. Um, not just like in a, don't be drunk, but like be like attentive to what's going on. Like what's happening. Where is God? Where is the enemy working? Like, okay, I have my armor on my focus is, on this mission, like, dude, oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go buy a sword and shield and get out there. <laughs> no, honestly, I was like, I wish somebody made like
0: a sword with just like the gospel on it, just all like inscribed in it, very small text or something. <laughs> or somebody made like a sword of the spirit, like that. That would be so cool. All right, if you ever, uh, I might buy that for you. I'm gonna find a way to make that happen. It's gonna take a lot. It's gonna take. You're gonna have to make a lot more money than uh, your uh, seminary <laughs> stipend, I think, to purchase a sword. Least I, I would imagine. I don't know. Maybe swords are cheap, but
1: go <laughs> to the renaissance fair. Maybe
0: I should be a swordsmith. Maybe that's what I call it in is. life. <laughs> Dude, um, that was
1: sweet. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I thought I thought that was something interesting that I encountered this week and something that kinda of changed my point of view of the entire idea of armor of God. So Yeah. Again, just sharing it. Fruit of friendship. I like it. Um but yeah, that's all we got for you guys today. So from all of us at the catch, thank you for listening. Please reach out to us with anything that you need. Prayer, intentions, questions, concerns, conversation bits um, at thecatchcc at gmail.com.
1: If you are a blacksmith, please let us know.
0: Yeah, we, we have a lot of work for you. You can you can endorse us if you want to. That'd be cool. <laughs> um, but again, thank you. We'll be praying for you. Please pray for us. Um, yes. But that's all we got. Till next time. Toodles.